Well, hello, Holy Trinity again. Um, it's me with the latest podcast from my own deep or not so deep thoughts. And I want to draw us straight away to a psalm today. And uh, this psalm is one that's really precious to me that I've treasured over many years. And it's Psalm 131, a song of sense of King David. And it says this, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvellous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. I want to start with a question that you can answer where you are. I wonder what keeps you going when you're on a long journey. I've just literally arrived for filming, having driven for an hour and a half. And what keeps me going is a mixture of smooth FM sometimes, I have to sadly admit, um, some sweets occasionally. Sometimes I'm listening to some profound preaching on a podcast. Sometimes it's just a chance to have some space. And on that journey, I spent on contemplating and thinking about life and praying and seeking God and also listening to trashy, cheesy 80s pop. There's a variety of things that happen on journeys. Um, this psalm is set on the pilgrimage to Jerusalem that the Israelites used to take. It's a song of ascent, and they're on a journey. And they sang these psalms to help them to focus their minds on where they're going and what was happening in the process of that journey. And it might be that right now you're in a place that's very different to normal. And straight away, I want to suggest that even in an unusual situation, you're still on a journey with God, that he's still leading you to a place. It might be through an unusual route. You weren't expecting this particular route in this season of life, but there are things to learn on the journey. And just two things from this psalm about this journey that we're on with the Lord. Firstly, David, who wrote this for uh, pilgrimage, we think, speaks about his heart not being lifted up, his eyes not being raised too high, that he doesn't occupy himself with things too great and too marvellous for himself. He's talking about the big questions that sometimes happen when tough times strike. He's talking about the questions of, why God? Or why didn't you warn or why didn't you say something? Or where are you? Questions about suffering sometimes that can be really tough when we have a God of all power and all love. And how did the two come together in the face of human suffering? Questions about the sovereignty of God. What's his plan and purpose in a situation that seems to be devoid of it? That there seems to be no rhyme or reason to certain seasons of life. And what David is saying here is not to negate the importance of those questions, but he's simply saying, I'm not looking to those answers at the moment. I'm not seeking them at the moment because I know that they can't be answered and I'm not occupying myself with them. And I want to say that isn't anti-intellectualism. It's a simple trust in Jesus saying, Jesus, there are things that I don't understand, but that you are sovereign and control over. And so I'm choosing not to dwell on the big questions for just this time, because I don't know what the answers are, and I don't have a sense of you revealing them, but I trust that there are reasons. I've often thought that um, 
the right equivalent analogy is uh, of something that happened when I was young and we had a pet um, Alsatian, I love dogs, and um, every so often that dog would be taken into the vets and given a vaccination. And my dad would be there and the dog would be on the table and when the vaccination was given and there was that moment of injection, the dog would look at my dad and say, what's going on? Why are you letting this, vet, this creep cause me this pain and suffering? You're right here, why don't you stop it? And of course, my dad would never have been able to explain to the dog that this is for your own good or this has a reason and actually this is important and I am in control of this. There's no way in which my dad could have communicated that. But actually there was just that simple trust of a, a dog with its master saying, okay, I don't understand this, but I'm trusting you. I'm not going to run off this table because you're right here with me. And often the situation is just like that for us that there are things that happen that go on that we really don't understand. It might be that we're in the equivalent position of that dog compared to a human. Our intellect, our understanding of the universe isn't great enough to comprehend what's going on, so we don't get the answer. But there is that trust of the Master being with us, of God the Father being with us, that trust that's developed over years, that we say, I don't understand, but I'm looking to you, and so I'm okay. And that's what David goes on to talk about. He says, But I've calmed and quieted my soul like a wean child with its mother. Like a wean child is my soul within me. Oh, is there hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. He's saying that I'm choosing to put my soul, my entire being, into that place of someone who isn't like a crying baby saying, When's the next meal? What's going on? Oh, I feel uncomfortable. But actually, like a wean child, who has some sense of responsibility, who has some sense of control over my emotions, who is happy to sit on the lap of the mother but not always be crying out, to just be content in that place of assurance and love. And David's saying, I'm going to be like that. And I wonder what that might look like for us in this season. How do we redeem the season to learn how to do that? Well, we're going to be giving you suggestions in these podcasts and on Sundays. But let me suggest a really simple way is simply just to be spending time in the presence of God. In the presence of the one who, perhaps we long for the answers, but we don't get to have now, but who loves us and loves being with us. I often think the most precious thing that we have in this life is no longer necessarily money, but it's time. That we're very time poor. And so the most precious thing we can ever give to God is our time. And it might be that you just want to start saying to God, God, I'm giving you time. I'm saying that this is time for you. This season, I'm giving you time just to be there, like that weaned child, content with its mother. Well, I hope that's of some encouragement. You'll hear from me again soon. Until then, God bless.